Hello everyone and welcome into the pod. Um, I finally got in to see the ENT in my doctor practice and um, the last time I went, it's about a half an hour drive on back roads. Um, he was running so late that I had to leave and reschedule. Uh, luckily I got an appointment in the same month, which I'm grateful for. I know that doesn't always happen, but I finally got in and as expected, he looked into my nose. Um, he did use a very tiny little camera, which was amazing. Uh, the thing was so small. I, I can't even, you know, I'm very grateful that I'm at this age at this time with so many medical advances. Um, and we did it quickly and, um, he said he doesn't see any cancerous things. He doesn't see a polyp, which I was told I had probably 20 years ago. And, um, he doesn't see a deviated septum. He goes, okay, we need a sinus CT. We need to see further up into your sinuses, which I can't do with this. And, uh, we're going to find out what's going on and why you have chronic sinusitis. So, um, I have to call later and make the appointment. Uh, at the Needham uh, location because I'm with Beth Israel and um, he wants to have it in the same practice so that he doesn't have to redo a scan if I should need a procedure or whatever. And I said, absolutely, no problem. Um, so <clears throat> I'll be making that appointment when I can. And uh, I was grateful to be able to go in because I'm like, okay, I need to get in there. Let's go. Um, so that's done. Uh, that is not the reason for my podcast, so do not think that you are going to be subjected to my sinuses during this podcast. You are not. Um, that would be the extent of it right there. I am coming on here, and I want to let you all know this right up front, that this is going to be a political podcast. So if you are not into it, then this is not the podcast episode for you. And I try not to do this all the time. I try to keep it real world and mix it up and all the things. And then I like to try to give you a warning when there is going to be a political podcast so that you can tap out if you are headed up to here with all the bullshit. Uh, so here we go. So if you're still here, um, you know, there are moments when I would like to tap out and say, screw all this, but I want to give you a podcast as to why it is so important for you to vote in the primary and the general election. And this is, of course, if you're in the United States. Um, and if you are outside the United States, my friends in the EU, first of all, I'm sorry that there's such insanity over here and it's giving you agita. I get it, believe me. Um, I am Jewish and Armenian. So I certainly know what wars do, what violence does, what bigotry does, um, and that is my family origin. So I am hypersensitive to uh, this kind of bullshit. We have one party in this country, let's just keep it real, that is fascist and one party that's not. Am I saying that anybody that identifies as a Republican is a fascist? No. Let me be clear right now. I'm talking about the party leadership and a lot of people in Congress and throughout the country. Not all people who are conservatives are Republicans. That would be ridiculous to say, extremely unfair, and stupid. 
and I am not any of those things. So if you are a conservative or a Republican who does not believe in fascism, then I support you 100%. Whether we disagree or agree on things, I will support you. What I cannot support and what no one hearing my voice should support is fascism in any country, especially in the United States. Okay? Fascism is what brought Adolf Hitler into power in Germany. He promised people that they would, um, if we get rid of the Jews, everything will be fine. You'll have jobs, you'll have a million dollars, you have a beautiful house, all bullshit. I'm with you, I'm the only one that can fix this, I have the solution. And the solution was killing six million people, mostly Jews, but also other people gays, transgender people, all sorts of people. Basically anybody who was disagreeing with de Fuhrer. Okay. And that's exactly, and I'm going to keep it real. So if you're still listening and this is pissing you off, it's time for you to log out. Okay. That's what Trump is trying to do. We're going to name it. We're naming it. He's a fascist. He wants to be a dictator. He has said all these things. He's been very clear about it. And anybody who is still, oh, it can't happen here. Oh, he's just talking. No, no. He was elected before and he pulled all this bullshit. And if he had been successful in the coup on January 6th, we would not be here. I'd probably be dead or in a prison somewhere. Okay? Let's be clear. So stop fucking around and start listening. Okay? Do you or do you not want to continue to live in a country that is a democracy, that allows free and open elections, okay, and stops fascist violence and rhetoric? Yes or no? Those are the choices. I don't give a fuck how old Joe Biden is. I don't care. He is not a fascist. He is supporting democracy, free elections, and actually giving us the best economy we've had since 1959. Those are the facts. You can disagree with his policies, but literally, if you vote for Trump, you are voting for autocracy, no more elections. He's going to declare himself dictator. Just like Russia, we will never have an election again. And if you think that means you are going to have a million dollars, a house, a job, and have a perfect life, then you need serious mental health counseling. I'm not even kidding. You're in a cult. I don't have a Joe Biden flag in front of my house. I don't wear a Joe Biden hat. I vote for whoever is for democracy. Whether they're 100 years old, 20 years old, I don't give a shit. What I give a shit about is my country. My great uncle died on the beach in Normandy and is still buried in the American cemetery in Normandy, France. At 18 years old, he went to fight for the country that took his family in as refugees from Holocaust in Armenia. He gave his life for democracy. Okay? So cut the shit. I come from a gold star fucking family. 
and I'm not going to stand around here and allow some asshole with a big fucking mouth who lies every single day to get this country as a dictator. Because you know what's going to happen if you let that happen? By either not voting at all or voting for Trump, you're going to be the first one that is like, oh shit, what do you mean there's no elections? I want my voice to be heard. How come I don't have any rights? How come they took away the Constitution? He has already said multiple times that has been reported in the news on video live when he's talking that he's going to suspend the Constitution. You know who did that in their country? Adolf Hitler. That means you have no rights. I have no rights. None of us have any rights. We can't leave the country on our passports because our passports are suspended. Uh, Oh, oh, not sounding good to you? Then fucking pay attention. Pay attention right now. Pay attention. I'm not even kidding. This is not a fucking drill. You cannot stick your head in the sand. You cannot opt out. You cannot be apathetic. You cannot throw a hissy fit because Joe Biden isn't 32 years old. Okay? Cut the shit. It is time to fucking wake up. Okay? Now look, that was harsh. I'm not going to apologize. You know why? Because I care more about my country than I care about hurting people's fucking feelings. You are in a goddamn motherfucking cult. If you are still following a guy who is a fucking felon, he cheated on his taxes. He lied to voters to get elected the first time. Russia is trying again for a third time by Russian intelligence getting involved, putting a guy up who is lying to Congress people who are too fucking stupid, obviously, to check their sources. Listen, if Joe Biden did something against the law, he should be prosecuted for it. But when you got the guy who is supposedly their best witness, who has lied through his teeth and was backed by Russian intelligence forces, come on! You gotta be smarter than that, aren't you? Aren't you? Come on. Okay? Come on. You have got to be smarter than that. Don't follow that shit. Don't follow it. Why are you buying into this crap? The man has been lying about his career for 60 years. My husband is from New York. Don't worry, he's a Mets fan, Boston people. Okay? He and everybody else in New York, whether you owned a business in New York State or not, He doesn't pay his contractors. He has driven plumbers, electricians, other small business owners out of business by not paying his bills and lying and bringing them to court for no reason and running them ragged until they have no money left. Okay? He's been doing this for years. He's been laundering money for Russia for 50 years. And they decided about 40 years ago that he should be president because then they could manipulate America. Oh, good job, everyone. Okay. Now we are not going to let this happen again. We can absolutely have a discussion and a debate about policies, etc. I happen to agree 
that we need younger candidates in Congress and in the presidency. But right now, here's what we need. We need to maintain our democracy. We need to not allow, not allow a lying, cheating Russian asset back into the White House. He is going to create deportation, mass deportations, and he's going to create the equivalent of concentration camps. Now, I don't know if he's planning on murdering people in ovens like Hitler did, or if he's planning on doing it a different way. But he has already spoken about creating mass camps in America. Do you know when the last time was we did that? We did that to the Japanese people during World War II. And you know what? We've had to pay reparations because we were wrong. We were wrong about Iraq. We were wrong about Japan. We were wrong about a lot of things. Our track record of doing dumb shit like this and having it not work out is not that great. So let's save the bullshit arguments for later. The first thing we have to do is maintain the foundational principles of our country. I think we can all agree about that. So if we can agree about that, then we can agree that what has to happen here is we have to elect the person who is fighting for democracy. Let me explain something to you. Autocracy and dictatorship means you and I get completely screwed in the process. Dictatorships and autocracies around the world, people are hungry. They don't have enough food. They don't have any medical insurance. They don't have any. Okay. There's no Blue Cross and Blue Shield in North Korea, Russia, Cuba. Okay. None of that. China. Okay. People die on the regular. On the regular. Because they don't have any medical care. No dental care. No nothing. Okay. The only people who get those things are people who are loyal to the dictator. People who kiss the ring. People who are um, in the party, okay? People who are killing other people. People who are doing anything that the dictator says. If the dictator says, go murder your sister because she's speaking out against me. You're going to go murder your sister or you're not going to get your teeth fixed, okay? Your children are going to die. They're not going to be in school unless you are a faithful, loyal member of the um, Nazi party that's happening in America. Okay. Cause that's basically what's happening. And if you think that having a dictatorship will be good for you, you are as high as a kite. What are you smoking? What is wrong with you? Did you fall on your head as a child? Seriously? Like what's the, what's the matter with you? You've got to be smarter than this. Holy shit. You cannot possibly believe that having a dictatorship is going to be good for you. The only people it's going to be good for are the super rich who have given money to Trump. Anybody who's one of his lackeys, he's going to put himself in there as dictator for life. And when he dies, one of his kids is going to take over. They're all felons. They're not even allowed to run a charity in the state of New York because they stole money from a children's cancer charity. Why would you support someone like that? Why? Because he hates black people and you hate black people. No, that makes you a racist. 
Okay? And you should probably work on that. And if you really, really hate people of color, then okay. But please don't vote for this guy who literally is not going to make your life better. What do you think he's going to do? Deport everybody who's not white? What is wrong with you? If that's the way you want to live, then you need to follow a Canadian couple who took their eight kids, seven or eight kids, I can't remember, and moved to Russia. And you know what happened to them? I'll tell you. They contacted the Russian government. They are Canadian citizens. Okay? They said they don't like transgender people, gay people, black people. They want to live in an all-white, homogenous society. And so they chose Russia. Okay? Here's what happened. They sold everything and moved to Russia. All of the money they got from their house sale, I think they lived on a farm, was frozen by the Russian government because it was a lot of money and they freeze any American assets over there. Okay? We, by the way, don't do that to Russian people. Just saying. Okay? Um, And they had to um, live in a hovel. They couldn't get jobs. They couldn't get citizenship. They finally spoke out and they got visited by the Russian um, government who basically told them to shut the fuck up, take down the video they put on YouTube that says bad things about the Russian government or you're going to be arrested, okay? Because you can't speak out about anything or you will die in prison. They were, last week after Alexei Navalny was killed in prison, People were just putting flowers on a memorial. They got arrested. They were putting flowers on a memorial and they got arrested. Okay, so if you think it's better over there, please go and you'll find out. Follow this Canadian couple. They finally got their money out of the bank, but now they all want to leave the country and they're not allowed to. Because that's another thing that happens in dictatorships and autocracies. They basically lock people in the country. You're not going to be taking your your trip to um, Aruba for February vacation because you're not going to be allowed out of the motherfucking country. Okay? So I don't know what anybody thinks is going to happen, but it's time for some fucking reality. So that's why I sound angry because I am. I'm pissed off at how dumb people are acting. Okay, here's what you need to do. You need to step away from Fox News for fuck's sake, number one. Number two, you need to research for yourself. And it won't take you that long. We have the Google machine. Okay, look up one or two sources, not just one. Websites that are actual media investigative reporting. Okay, Look at the BBC, actually. If you want to go outside of America, look at the BBC News. Because that is outside of this country, and you're going to hear a lot of shit that you need to hear. Number one. Number two, your boy is going to get arrested on a criminal charge. He's got 91 charges against him. They are not a witch hunt. They are based on evidence, because in our judicial system... Okay, in our judicial system, which he has tried to make you not trust. And that is one of uh, the hallmarks of a dictator. That's what, that's what Hitler did. Distrust the media, distrust the judiciary system, distrust the police, distrust. You have to distrust everybody but me. Now, let me ask you a question, some of you. If a guy that you were dating or a girl, if a person that you were going to date, let's say that, 
was telling you that all their exes, let's say they have two dead ex-wives, their kids don't talk to them. Their parents don't talk to them. They can't keep a job. Uh, They've been arrested a couple of times. And that person comes to you when you're new to their relationship with them and says, yeah, everybody lies except me. Okay. This person, here's an excuse for this. Here's an excuse for that. My wife is dead because she was asking for it. You know, all these things. Are you going to believe that? Are you, are you going to believe that? No, you're going to go, huh, this sounds a little fishy because there's 20 people here, including the police department and the state of wherever and his ex-wife from wherever. And he's saying they're all crazy. And he's the only one telling the truth. You would not believe that jerk for a minute or she, he or she, but you believe this guy. Why? He doesn't even have real hair. Lying about that too. Lying about when he had COVID because he almost died. Not one person that worked in the administration for him has endorsed him for president. Ask yourself about that. People who have been in government doing good work for you and me have said, nope, uh uh-uh, not again. Listen to me. You need to vote. And if you have to hold your nose and vote for Joe Biden because you want someone younger or you disagree with some of his policies or all of his policies. Let's look at the foundation of this country and that is democracy. It's not perfect, man. Nothing is. But the alternative, everything you have from being able to buy a car, from being able to send your kids to college or school or the opportunities you have in your own career to make your own choices, about where you want to live, where you want to shop, all of those things will be taken away. Every single one of them. And if you think that I'm crying wolf and I'm overreacting, you know who got told that? My great-grandparents in Germany. They left. And they were able to stay alive. And that's how I got here. Because they were like, we're out. And let me explain something to you, how it's going to be for me and my family. We have our passports ready to go. We have go bags. We even have information for our dogs because we won't leave them behind. We will up and leave so fast it'll make your head spin. Because I'm not going to wait around to see if I get thrown into one of these camps that he's planning on making. Because I don't agree with his crazy ass bullshit. Okay? I can I can disagree with concern. I disagreed with President Bush. And I would never have said any of this stuff about him. Not even once. Not even after Iraq. He was trying to help the country. He, we disagreed with how to do it. But I knew that he had America's best interest at heart. Donald Trump has one person's interest at heart. His own. He is a malignant narcissist. I know because my mother was one. And that's why it triggers me so bad. Because let me explain to you, he will burn this country to the ground with you and me and our families to save himself. He will torch it and walk away. All for money, all for glory, all for himself only. Not even his own kids, himself. And if you think that that is overreacting, God help you. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the pod. 
Um, let's see. My last pod was politics, and this is not. So if you did not want to listen to that, you might want to listen to this because it is not about politics. Um, recently, I, I have a big birthday coming up this year, and I'm very excited for it. Um, where my dad passed so young, I know, unfortunately, with personal experience, how growing old, growing older is a privilege denied to many. And it was denied to my dad. And I am already significantly older than my dad was when he passed away. And uh, while I'm grateful for that, for myself, I am still sad that my dad did not get to experience life. Didn't even make it to 50 years old. And that's just a tragedy for him and for us. But I know I have a special angel watching out. And for that, I'm grateful. So trying to do a lot of fun things this year. Um, We went to Aruba right after Christmas because I hate Christmas because my dad died four days before Christmas when I was a teenager. And it makes you not like Christmas when your parent that you loved so much died that week. And that's forever. I don't hate Christmas as a religious holiday. I just don't like it because people are so fake and um, you're kind of forced to buy a lot of stuff that you don't need to buy and it's too commercial. As far as the religious aspect, um, I think it's wonderful. And if everybody would just remember the religious aspect, then it would probably be less commercial, which would be better for everybody, in my opinion. It's for kids. Little ones, it's magical for them, and they should have a magical time. Absolutely. But when it comes to adults, it's like, come on. Okay? Um, In any case, that being said, um, as I'm coming up to this milestone birthday, um, it's also a reminder that it's time to clean house as far as my life goes. It's true what they say that as you get older, you just want to simplify things. And I think that's just natural progression of life. And I think it's good. Um, You know, you, you kind of stop accumulating a ton of stuff. I mean, let's face it, I still love to shop. But you really look at what do I need? What do I not need? You know, is this just a want and it's in the budget so I can have it or whatever. But you also do the same thing with situations in your life and people in your life. Because quite honestly, as you get older, and I wish I had learned this younger, so I'm trying to share in the hopes that those of you who may be listening who are younger, maybe even significantly younger than me, will realize that there's a lot of ancillary friendships in your life. And by that, I mean, you've got a lot of people in your life, maybe, but they're not close friends. And I really, 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 and I've mentioned this in pods before, I really hate the term. He's my bestie. She's my bestie. I'm your bestie. You cannot have 500 best friends. That's just not It's not a thing. And people who keep saying over and over and over again that everybody is their bestie and they're everybody's bestie are full of shit. 
the reality is a best friend goes like this. I can call my best friend in the middle of the night and say, I need you to come over here or I need to come over there. And that will happen. No questions asked. There might be some swearing initially waking her up, but she will help me listen to me, whatever. And I will do the same for her. If she's in trouble, I will help her. Um, we both know where all the bodies are buried and I don't mean that literally. I mean it figuratively. Okay. There are no bodies, just a form of speech. And, uh, she knows where my figurative ones are too. We know all the secrets. We know all the crap. We've seen each other at our worst. We've seen each other at our best. And there's no judgment. There's no judgment. Um, the best day was when she had my goddaughter and I got to hold her at only a couple hours old. I got to be a part of her pregnancy and talk to that baby for nine months. And I read the book. My bestie didn't read the book, but I did. <laughs> what to expect when you're expecting. <laughs> and I knew that if I said something the exact same way with my voice while the baby was in utero, that when she came out, she would know me. And she did. And I will still sometimes say to her, hello, baby. And she's almost 30 years old. So trust me, it works. And I have gotten to be and still am a huge part of her life. And I'm so grateful for that. The worst thing was probably um, my bestie's cancer diagnosis. And getting off the plane from vacation and hearing those words. I have cancer. And that was the worst thing ever. I never want to experience that again in my life. Um, she thankfully came through it. It was found super early. So she did extremely well. She's very healthy, of course, because of what we do for a living. But thank God. And I thank God every day for that. Thank God every day for my goddaughter too. But here's the thing. I don't go around saying everybody that I'm friendly with is my bestie. It's disingenuous, it's fake, and it's bullshit. Okay? And I had someone in my life that was like that. Oh, she's my bestie. He's my bestie. They're my bestie. He's my It's like no they're not. And they shouldn't be, actually. There's no way in hell any person can have that many besties. You got 30 people you can call in the middle of the night that will come to you, no questions asked? No, you don't. No, you don't. You do not. And you saying it makes you sound like a dumbass, just so you're aware. And you tried to say that about me, and it was a bunch of crap. In fact, the fact that we were in, even friends was a bunch of crap, because all you do is spend your time talking about people behind their back. It's like a sport. And it's not a sport, by the way. 
It sucks. Being friends with someone, whether you're very close and best friends or just good friends, means the following things. It means if you're in a group and you get up from the table, that group of people is not going to talk about you behind your back. And if some of them are, your friend is the one that stands up for you. Not the one that remains silent because silence means you're complicit. It just does. And if you're not willing to rock the boat for a friend, then you're not a friend. Okay. A lot of people are like, that person's not my friend. No, that person doesn't know how to be a friend and you don't need them in your life. And what everybody needs to think about is, is it important for you to be a good friend? I would submit it is important. And here's why. Because family is so, so important. Family is everything. But friends are important as well. Now, there are some families that don't consider friends important. You shouldn't really be close to anybody who's not in your family. And this person that is not a friend because they're two-faced and fake um, has a close family. And that's great. I don't know if they just think that this is what you do with anybody outside your family. But I've also heard that person talk shit about their own family. So I think it's just the personality. Um, You don't need people like that in your life. At least not close into your life. You might have them in your life for one reason or another. You might um, work with them. You might, it might be a friend of a friend um, and kind of in a group outing, you're there, she's, that person's there, whatever, that's fine. But you don't let them in because they're just going to talk about you. So just know when you get up from the table, if you've got to pee during a dinner out with friends, that person is going to be talking shit. Your hair, what you're wearing, how stupid you are, whatever. They're, they're going to be talking shit. And that isn't the kind of person you should want in your life at any stage of your life. Here's the thing. As you get older, you realize that the number of friends you have is not important. It's the quality of your friends. It's like your wardrobe is the same way. You can have like a bunch of pair of shorts and tops and clothes from the Gap. I mean, not the Gap, Old Navy. And they are great clothes. They wash well. They're, they're last forever. The stuff I have from Old Navy, oh my God, it lasts forever. It's great. But it's not a quality piece that's going to last your whole life. So for that, you need to have a few things, a few dresses, a few pairs of shoes, if, if you're a woman, obviously, and or if you're a man who likes to wear dresses, that's fine too. Um, but you have to have a few pieces in your wardrobe that are staples, that are going to take the test of time, that are going to last, okay? If you have a thousand pairs of shorts from Old Navy okay, do you just want to say you have a thousand pairs of shorts? And so the analogy is, do you want to just say you have a thousand friends? Do you think that makes you better than someone who has a handful of good friends, real friends? See, fake friends suck. Fake friends are the ones that talk about you behind your back. Fake friends are the ones that put a face on, a smiley face, a nice face when they see you, But as soon as you turn your back, they're stabbing you in it. 
that's not being a friend. And if that's you and you think that's funny and fun and that's what you do all the time, then you really should rethink it. And as far as I go, keep my name out your mouth. Because here's what. You're flapping your jaw. People are telling me. And thank God, because now I know the real person you are. And I don't want to have anything to do with you. Anything more than I have to. Because that is not being a friend. That's not even being an acquaintance. That's actually being a two-faced asshole. And when you're teaching your kids, everybody, as your children are coming up, being a friend means defending your friend when they're not in the room. Being a friend means being there, not always agreeing with your friend, but trying to see their side and trying to listen and understand. Again, it doesn't mean agreeing with everything. And you can even have disagreements. My best friend and I have had knockdown, drag out fights, not physical fights, but arguments, screaming, swearing, all name calling, all of it. But then we, we talk it out, work it out and move on. And we've been friends for 31 years. The person, one of the people that I've jettisoned from my life, house cleaning, um, has a few friends that are probably close to that length of time, but not many. And this person talks about them behind their back too, which is really shitty because those people are long-term friends. And why would you do that to someone that you profess to care about? Do you think it makes you sound cool when you're shit talking people? It doesn't. It doesn't make you sound cool. It makes you sound like a two-faced hypocrite asshole. And don't teach your kids to be like that. And when you're um, looking at making friends, which is hard as an adult, it's easy when you're in school because you're with each other all the time. But as an adult, you're not. So it's harder. So maybe, maybe... It's harder, and that's a good thing. Because you're going to have people that are acquaintances. You're going to have people that are friends. You're going to have people who are good friends. And then you're going to have a couple of really close best friends. And that I believe that can happen at any time in life. But you have to be choosy about it. And I haven't always been choosy. Because I grew up in California, but we left when I was... 12, 13. So I lost all those friends because there was no long distance calling was expensive. And we wrote letters for a while, but come on, that's not going to last forever. I mean, it did with one friend. Thankfully, I still have one friend that I found on Facebook, which was great. Um, well actually two, to be honest. Um, and then when I lived in Montana, I didn't really make friends. I was miserable there. I was only there for five years and then I got out. And so I don't have like high school friends, um, in college I was married, so he wouldn't let me live at school. So I didn't 
have a roommate. I didn't get to do all that stuff, which sucks. But that means that the friends I made along the way that I stayed in touch with are few and far between. And I always looked at it like, oh, well, that person has so many friends. Like she can get a group of people together at any time and have 10 or 15 people to go out with. And then I look at the actual actuality of it, the facts, and I go, oh, well, she's not really a friend to them because all she does is shit talk them behind their back every chance she gets, which is every day. If the mouth is open, we're talking about somebody behind their back. Um, Even people that this person has known for over 20 years. And I just don't get it. I was naive and stupid to think it wouldn't include me. Well, that was dumb, Anna. Okay. So don't do that again. (laughs) And don't worry, I won't. Okay. Well, I'm, I don't intend to anyway. And I participated sometimes. And then I was like, what am I doing? This is not okay. This is, this is not okay. This is mean girl stuff. I'm not doing that. Cause you get sucked in. It's my responsibility. So I take responsibility. But then I was like, eh, that's mean girl shit. I'm not doing it. And that's what this person is, is a mean girl. A mean girl. And apparently does not see herself like that in the least. But that's what narcissistic tendencies do. Is I'm perfect. I can talk about everyone behind their back, no matter who they are. And I am the best. Well, nobody is. Nobody's better than anybody else. And I hope that anybody that hears this realizes that it's not the amount of friends you have, it's the quality. And to get quality friends, you have to be a quality friend. And for those of us who have a few long-term friends over decades, we are good friends. We are. We all make mistakes. We all screw up. We all do stupid shit. But at the base of it, we're good people and we're good friends. Unfortunately, I've run into a few people who are not. And they're out. And the thing that's really interesting to me is that if you supposedly were so close to me and you have not even noticed over a couple year period now that I'm not even in your life. Not addressed it, nothing. And you might say, well, you should address it. I would address it, but I grew up with a malignant narcissist mother and you can't address things with them. And this person has some of those tendencies So I'm not even going to bother because it's just going to create another opportunity when that person steps away after giving a fake apology to shit talk me. And I'm not going to give that person any more ammunition. So out of ammo, sorry, I'm walking away with my dignity and I'm going to hang out with people who are going to defend me when I stand up from the table and are not going to start the shit talking conversation when I get up from the table. And that's my advice to everybody. Surround yourself with people that are going to defend you. Not when you're wrong necessarily, but when this kind of stuff happens behind your back, they're going to sit back and go, you know what? What are you doing right now to the shit talker? What are you doing? What, what, what is your problem? 
Like, why would you say that? This, this isn't a topic of conversation. Why are you acting nice when, when that person's sitting at the table and then as soon as they get up, this is how you act? All you have to do is point it out. That's it. That's defending someone who's gotten up from the table. And that's what a friend does.